friends. Welcome to Chronicles of Curiosity. I'm Katie. And I'm Mason. And today I want to start off by asking, is there anything you've been curious about this week? Um, yes. I, earlier today, I booked um, a camping spot for us mm-hmm. for Memorial Day weekend. And I know it's a little ways away, but I am, I'm very excited to, to get back into the camping season. Yeah, I am too. I'm looking forward to it. That's one of my least favorite things about winter among every other part about winter but a big part of it is not being able to like spend time outdoors yeah especially camping yeah Yeah, that's that's a very good point especially because we have so much camping gear that we've invested in so yeah so we might as well use it yeah but it's it's more than that too i feel like when i'm uh well when we're camping i try to disconnect i usually turn off my like um either my phone completely or at least turn it on airplane mode Mm -hmm. so i can still check the time or take pictures Mm mm-hmm and I did that last year when we were camping. I think on Memorial Day as well. Mm-hmm. That um, was when we went up to what? Alex Bay? Yeah. Ale- uh, Alexander? Alexandria. Alexandria. Bay, yeah. New York. Um, it's on the St. Lawrence River, like right on the Canadian-American border. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time, this year, we're going to be camping in Canada. So that's exciting yeah. too. My fir- our first time, I would assume your first time camping outside of the United States. It is. Yep. Yeah. Yours so, too, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yep. Definitely, yeah. So if you guys know of any uh, rules or things that we should... I already know we can't take alcohol or um, fruits or vegetables. Fruits or vegetables are the big thing that you can't take in or out of the country, yeah. And firewood, too. Okay. Because there's a bunch of invasive insects that get on the the fruits and veg. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, Border Patrol, like, you can be taking crystal meth over there, and they'll they'll tell you that you have to turn around and take it back to to the the deep south where where it came from. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're taking fruits and vegetables, they will detain you and you will not be, not really, but they're not going to let you into the country. Mm, no they're definitely, they're, they'll definitely take the fruits and veg. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll have to try and remember that when we are figuring out meals for yeah. this trip. We'll just get stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll have to buy the firewood there too, because little worms and little bugs mm. get in the firewood and they really don't like that. Well, no, I, yeah. that, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 We don't want to introduce anything that's going to kill off their bug population or their bird population or, or yeah, whatever or just their mess up is. their environmental species and such yeah 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 uh before i start talking about the actual story today i have another question actually what is one thing your dream house would include that are not part of a stereotypical home so like your standard home has you know bedroom bathroom kitchen living room anything else what is one dream thing that you would put in your dream home do you want to know my answer while you process? Uh, yeah. I am torn, but uh, I think my big, my biggest one is something that we actually, t- well, I have two. I have two options. The one that we actually talked about, which is a big wraparound porch, mm-hmm. which isn't just like every house comes with that because it doesn't. Right. Um, or a sunroom where I can mm-hmm. read and listen to the birds and just... Have peace and quiet. I love, I am a hoe for a sunroom. When you say sunroom, do you mean like the the room that has like the bubble of glass? The one that kind of like, go, it's a full wall of glass and then it kind of extends over like into the roof? Or do yeah. you mean just like a room where you can sit out and... Essentially like an enclosed porch. Huh. Yeah. Yep. Like out at the lake house? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an answer? Uh, yeah, I do. And it's probably not what you're thinking. Okay. Um, I've always wanted a uh, specialty basement. Like, I've, I've seen online and on TikTok and YouTube or whatnot, these people that 
completely refurbish their basement, but they do it to like a theme. Okay. So one of them that I saw converted their boring, you know, suburban basement into um, a movie theater, which isn't that uncommon, okay. but they had like, like they, they did everything super like they they themed it to an old style theater with like the curtains that would get drawn when the movie would start oh that's cool um and then also uh i saw another one that they turned their entire basement into an arcade which would be really cool that sounds like you yeah Mm -hmm. they they like decked it out they had a bar downstairs they had like an old school jukebox they like did all the lighting so it looked like an old school like pinball arcade um that was really cool um so those would be my answers or a hidden room Ooh, like behind yeah. a like behind a um like a bookcase or something like that. Mm-hmm. That I love that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like uh there's a restaurant where we live that's um it's like a speakeasy. Mm-hmm. It's they... like a speakeasy theme. Mm-hmm. And there's like a hidden book that you have to pull. Yeah, there's um, some kind of hidden the the entrance into the the bar itself is hidden. Yeah. Which is really pretty cool. Yeah, like behind a bookcase and that's like I would want something kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Uh either that or a secret uh like hatch that goes down to another level not like a not like a storm shelter that's exactly what i thought or like, like a bomb shelter yeah survivalist style <laughs> i'm thinking more like um like a cozy nook that hmm. you can climb down the stairs or like a reverse okay. treehouse like you you climb up into a treehouse mm-hmm. but this you would climb down into and it would okay. be like kind of the same similar vibe so, okay. yeah, those are All my three right. things. I like so, it. I gave you a lot to work with. You sure did. I expect one of them for my birthday. For your birthday? Year. Yeah. We'll see about that. Okay. okay. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, the reason I ask that is because today I'm going to tell you about the Winchester Mystery House. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't... I knew your topic beforehand, but I don't know much about the house itself. Good. Okay. Well, let's get into it then. All right. The Winchester Mystery House is a mansion in San Jose, California, which was built by the widow of the heir of the Winchester Firearms brand, whose name was William Wirt Winchester. His middle name was Wirt? Wirt. W-I-R-T. Oh. That's uh, the first time I'd heard it as well. Makes me want a sausage. <laughs> but before I tell you about the mansion, we need to learn a bit about its designer. Um, so Sarah Lockwood Party married William Wirt Winchester on September 30th, 1862 in New Haven, Connecticut. Hey, we've been there. We have. Yeah. Home of Yale. It's a beautiful campus. Yeah, it yeah. is. If you ever get the chance to walk around there, I definitely recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a nice city too. It is. Um, anyway, the two would have one child together who was called Annie, but a few years later, Annie would pass away after just over a month of life. Um, she died from Erasmus, which is a form of malnutrition caused by energy deficiency. So basically, she was only a few months old. She didn't have the energy. She was too weak to eat, so she didn't get any nutrition at all. Oh, that's horrible. Is that mm-hmm. um, something that has been kind of taken care of now? I don't actually know the answer to that. I, the only reason I ask is because this was back in the 1800s? 1862-ish. So they probably didn't have... IV, uh, IV wasn't an option. Yeah, Intravenous wasn't yeah. a thing. I would think like if it, you know, if there was a, uh, infant that, that had this issue, I would hope that they would be able to supply nutrients somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll have to look I, into yeah, that. I think probably. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarah, who actually went by Sally her whole life. So I'm going to refer to her as Sally from here on out. Okay. Um, so this is Mrs. Winchester herself. Well, Sally and William would be together, just the two of them, for the next 15 years before tragedy would plague the couple, unfortunately. Spanning from the autumn of 1880 
to the spring of 1881, Sally would lose her mother, her father-in-law, and finally William, who passed away due to tuberculosis. Oh, man. Yeah, so she had a rough, rough little time. I mean, they had 15 years together, but... That's still not that's long That's not enough. that much. No, no. 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 Um, after a few years, Sally would develop rheumatoid arthritis, and her doctor suggested she move to a warmer climate to help with the pain she was experiencing as a result of this condition. Um, I mean, in Connecticut, they get all four seasons. They get nice cold winters, and that's just not good for, for arthritis. It tends yeah. to be very um, affected by weather. So Yeah, and cold, cold weather is worse for it, mm-hmm. and they get cold weather about seven months out of the year. Yeah. And that's not me being, you know, facetious. facetious. That's just the truth. Yeah. Yeah. In 1886, Sally would move to San Jose, California, where she bought a 45 acre ranch with a two story, eight room farmhouse. Uh, now, after designing and building a home back in New Haven years ago, Sally had developed an interest in architecture and interior design. Therefore, Sally began making plans to expand the farmhouse. You know, had to add her own little touch of something, something to it. And at the time, I'm assuming San Jose, San Francisco area was really just kind of uh, starting development. Because mm-hmm. the, for, well, the San Francisco 49ers is when the gold, the biggest portion of the gold rush happens. This would be like 40 years, 30 to 40 years after that. So it was probably a pretty established town, mm-hmm. but yeah. not so, not so established that you couldn't buy a huge farm property. Can you imagine buying... What was it, 40 acres? 45 acres. Can you imagine, 45 acres in San Jose now Yeah. would be, I, I can't even imagine how yeah. expensive that would be. Oh gosh, $50 yeah. million dollars more, maybe? Probably, yeah. She hired a couple of architects to design the changes to the San Jose house, but ended up dismissing them to design it herself. She was like, nah, I got this. You might know what you're talking about, but I know what I want she for my not, own house. She did not like the mock-ups. She did not need no man. <laughs> Sally went through the house room by room, designing each part of the house on her own, but with advice from the contractors she hired just for, like, logistics and stuff. During the construction of the mansion, Sally was extremely particular, and she was known to stop projects in the middle and abandon them, or even have them rebuilt entirely if the results did not meet her high expectations. Perfectionist? OCD? Both? Unclear. But actually, it was reported that a particular seven-story tower that was being added to the house was torn down and rebuilt 16 different times what which is just bonkers like why seven stories is no joke yeah. too that's a yeah. big building especially yep. for the 1800s yes yeah it was torn down and rebuilt 16 different times reportedly it was reported in a san jose um news article so it's probably pretty accurate probably so you i don't know if you're gonna get into this or not but at this point they're they're very wealthy right because mm-hmm. well it's just sally she's lost her husband she yeah, I'll get into that. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, at this point, I'm sure you're beginning to wonder where the mystery of the house comes in, because right now it's just a mansion that she's building. Uh, so let me tell you. Okay. I'm going to take you back in history a little bit to a few minutes ago when I introduced you to Sally's husband, William, who was the treasurer of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company and later inherited the company from his father. The Winchester Repeating Arms Company was created in 1866, and between the years of 1873 and 1916, over 720,000 rifles were produced from the company. Wow. I know that was a lot of numbers. No, no, no. I'm I'm following. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of the rifles were used during the American Civil War, which was 1861 to 65, Uh, but Winchester rifles primarily gained popularity with civilians after the war. 
Well, there are quite a few legends and lore which claim that after inheriting William's $20 million estate upon his passing, which is both his personal fortune and half-ownership of the Winchester Repeating Arms Company, Sally felt significant guilt and sorrow over the fact that she was attached to a company that had been indirectly responsible for an untold amount of deaths. What the fuck was that? Oh, something on the wall just moved? It did it did it, it move? moved on its own, yeah. It it just shook back and forth. Whoa. We're not even into the spooky stuff yet. We're not. There's oh, by the way, we I have, just thought something scratched the wall. I didn't realize no. something moved on its own. No, we have a we have a, a photo hanging and it just Oh, my palms just, are sweaty. <laughs> it just moved back and forth. We have the we have the window closed. There yeah, there is no airflow there's, because you can hear it on the microphone. There, so we're there is absolutely no movement in here. So anyway. So about the guns? Anyway. Um, legend says that Sally felt haunted by the victims of the weapons with which she shared a name. So as a way to try and outwit, outwit or escape the restless spirits she believed haunted her, she built a labyrinth of a home. Okay. Makes sense, kind of, sort of. Did she think that these ghosts were like chasing her or following her is that it's kind of implied that that's how she felt but she was actually very introverted um and really did not interact with the public around her much at all so we don't really have any first-hand accounts from her but we'll get into it okay the house would end up with 160 rooms including 40 bedrooms 40 staircases 13 bathrooms six kitchens 2,000 doors, what? 47 fireplaces, and just one singular shower. No, why? Yes, you heard me right. One shower. I was already thinking that 13 bathrooms to 40 bedrooms yeah. is way too... That's not a good ratio. Yeah, and now we have 13 bathrooms, but one, one shower. Uh, hold on, though. Before we move on, I'm still stuck on the doors. I was in two thousand uh, doors. Yeah, I was in Lowe's the other day, mm-hmm. and I don't know why, but I, I was I was wandering around the um like the the door and window aisle. I I mean you don't have to explain yourself. I like that aisle. Okay. Yeah. I always like to pick out which ones I want for my future home, our yeah. future home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, but doors are really expensive. Oh really? Do- doors are doors are one of those things that you think like yeah it's a door it's a slab of wood or metal mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be you know shouldn't be expensive at all seven dollars no no <laughs> obviously I was joking no but... I don't I don't have a number for you but it's okay. really expensive they're really they're really pricey when okay. you multiply them by two thousand y- yeah anyway well she had she was well equipped financially yeah twenty I was gonna ask twenty million dollars mm-hmm. um, back then I'll I'll look it up you do that okay yeah let me know. Uh, now, you heard me say 47 fireplaces, right? Yeah. You would likely assume that would also mean 47 chimneys because of ventilation and such. Right. No, actually. There were only 17 chimneys. Some of the fireplaces were gas, coal, or wood burning. Not really clear why she didn't have the proper amount of chimneys. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say Maybe that. Maybe some were fake fireplaces. I don't... Unclear. That doesn't necessarily... Just because they were, you know, they weren't burning wood doesn't mean that they wouldn't need a chimney. Yeah. I know. But she, again, she is living in this house alone. Um, as far as right? I know, yes. She's not well, using. No, she had quite a bit of staff. Oh, yeah, that so, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There also seems to be an unusual amount of things in the number 13 all throughout the house, such as 13 ceiling panels in the entrance hallway, 13 hooks in some closets, which sounds like a lot of hooks for one closet. Yeah. But maybe that's just me. <laughs> uh, and even 13 windows on the 13th bathroom of the house. 
Also, Thir- can we just revisit 13 bathrooms and one shower? Also, I have so many concerned about concerns about that one shower. That must have been working so hard all the time. Yeah, especially like, if, the, if the staff, I don't know how the staff were treated, but if they were using the same shower or... Oh, there's not enough hours in a day for that. By the way, um, two, tw- excuse me, twenty million dollars from nineteen or from eighteen ninety in twenty twenty three is six hundred and sixty over six hundred and sixty three million dollars. Oh, so over almost half a billion dollars. Yeah. So she was set. Yeah, she she was good. She's good to go. She was ready to roll. The house featured multiple staircases that led to just nowhere. Some would end up at the ceiling or going into a wall and others that would end with doors at the top or bottom of the stairs that open to the outside or to a drop-off right down to the ground. Hmm. Okay, so that, that is the one thing that I have heard about the Winchester Mystery House is that, which at the time at, in Sarah Winchester's time was just uh, her home, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. was that there were uh, stairs leading up to nowhere and doors leading to nowhere. So that is true. That's mm-hmm. not... Okay. Yeah, I've actually seen some pictures of... Um, Especially the staircases, there's one that leads just up to the ceiling. Just It just right up into the ceiling. Okay. There's, well, it yeah. makes no sense. It's really, it, it's kind of trippy to look at. We'll have to include that picture somewhere. Yeah. have to post it on um, Instagram. It also has several doors that open to walls, just solid walls. There are numerous secret passageway th- passageways excuse me, throughout the mansion as well, which could be accessed by a trap door in the floor or even hidden behind a bookcase. Yeah, now we're talking. There you go. Yes. There you go. It's almost like you knew, but didn't. He, he didn't, folks. Really he didn't, didn't. know. Uh, one of the more unusual spaces in the house is the seance room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Yes. The seance room is located on the upper floor of the mansion and is believed to be the room Sally used to communicate with the spirits of those killed by Winchester rifles. Okay. As well as communicating with spirits to receive instructions regarding the construction of the house, which is interesting. I didn't hear anything more about that, but I just wanted to include that little line because that made me think. So she was listening to the spirits to direct, like, to direct her how to build the house? That would make sense because ghosts yeah. aren't interior designers. They don't know. The seance room features a large table in the center, which is surrounded by chairs. There's also a cabinet within the room, which is said to be where Sally kept her quote-unquote spiritual supplies. You know, her crystal balls, tarot cards, and other occult-related objects. Which is probably very taboo. Probably at the time. At the time. Yeah. yeah. But she's got half a billion dollars. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. And probably a lot of ghosts. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. the room also has some of the weird little features I mentioned before, such as a door that opens to a drop-off and a staircase that leads to nowhere. Mm-hmm. The room also has windows that look out onto other parts of the mansion, which may have allowed Sally to keep an eye on her guests or perhaps to keep the spirits from escaping. Mm, okay. Which, so oh. is that why she made this her home kind of a maze so that the spirits couldn't get out, do you think? Um, either so they couldn't get out or so that they would get lost in the house and could never find her. Okay. Perhaps. Okay. Is kind of what I have chosen to translate it as. We really don't know. Yeah, because she never said, right? Yep. Nope. She was very, very private, very introverted. So we have no direct answer from her as to why the fuck she built this place. Mm. It is said that Sally met with a psychic medium, possibly even in the seance room, who told her that if the construction process of the house were ever to be complete, she would die. Well, she's going to die eventually. Therefore, the entire construction process of the mansion would span from 1884, when Sally moved in, until her death in 1922. What? Yeah. Yep. Almost 40 years? Almost 40 years. 
Yep. The house underwent constant expansion and renovation all throughout this time with new rooms and weird features added regularly. It's difficult to determine the official length of time that it took to build the house, but it is estimated that at least 500 workers were involved in the making of the Winchester Mystery House over the course of 38 years. Contractors love her. This one (laughs) simple tip. Yeah. Until she wants you to stop in the middle of a project and quit it. Hey, you know, you still make the price is right. I'm like, yes, Mrs. Winchester. Yes, I will tear down what I just worked on for the last two years. Yeah. Happily. As long as there's a paycheck. All right. Yes. Um, A year after Sally's passing, the house would be open to the public as a tourist attraction and still remains open to this day. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. Did you say a year after she passed away? A year after. So they were ready to jump on that. It seems that way. They were like, damn, this seems interesting. Her neighbors were looking across the street like, oh, that's going to be a great museum. Mm -hmm. Just Mm -hmm. waiting for her to drop dead. Yeah. Yep. But as it opened a year after her passing and is still open to this day, this is actually the 100 year anniversary of the house becoming a place of such public interest to becoming a, a tourist attraction. Yeah, because she died. You said she died in twenty two, and they yep. made it into. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, yep. we should take a take a trip out there. Yeah, I would love to, especially mm-hmm. after researching it with this yeah. with this episode. Um, so, with that being said, due to the fact that Sally was a very private, introverted person, many of the reported ghost stories or paranormal activity came about after she left the house behind. A lot of it is accounts from. Uh, workers and people that have visited all sorts of stuff like that it would make sense though that the workers would would have all these stories because if sarah was introverted and she wasn't going to tell people about this the workers were the ones that were in the house i mean from the sound of it all literally all the time Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. she believed that uh, when construction stopped i wonder if she meant i wonder if this this um this medium meant when she stopped building the house like when she thought she was completed Mm -hmm. done or when like physically when the workers stopped working like would she have workers working all night long unclear but my understanding was that it was if the house was ever complete if it was ever done being built there were no changes being made so she always had something going on construction wise within the house a visionary yeah yeah i'm assuming they stopped like for the night um but at the same time, I don't know. Hmm. She was pretty mysterious. So it's possible that uh, she had things working all through the night, all hours of the day and night, mm-hmm. So, which is wild. So now we're getting into the ghosts. Yes. One of the most famous ghosts said to haunt the mansion is that of a handyman named Clyde. Oh. Clyde worked on the mansion for many years and actually died on the property. No official details are known about what led to his death, but many assume it was due to illness or even a construction accident. Many visitors and employees of the mansion have seen the figure of a man who matches the known description of Clyde. The figure is often seen carrying a toolbox and can be typically found either in the basement or on the third floor of the house. Oh, so this is the Bob the Builder of ghosts. Exactly. You know what? I'm sorry, but I'm not Clyde the Builder. I'm not scared. Of course not. Nobody says you have to be. That's true. He sounds so wholesome. Yeah, he does. He's just there to um, nail some He's just here for the vibes. Yeah. And the construction. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, Another spirit said to haunt the house is one of the most famous, and she's referred to as the Lady in Blue. This is a ghostly apparition of a woman who is said to be dressed in a blue Victorian-style dress and has been reported to have been seen in various parts of the house, whether by current staff or visitors of the mansion itself. Uh, Some believe she was a former maid or caretaker of the residence. One of the most popular stories of the Lady in Blue is in relation to an incident that allegedly occurred during a tour of the home no confirmed no 
like visual sightings or photographs, anything like that, other than what I'm about to tell you. Okay. The way the story has been told is that a tour guide was showing a group of people around the residence, and while passing through one of the bedrooms, the guide suddenly saw a woman in a blue dress standing in the corner of the room. She tried to speak to the woman, but when the guide turned on the lights, the lady in blue was gone. Ooh, classic. Yeah, yeah, classic harmless got, ghost stuff. Uh, corners of rooms are maybe my greatest fear. Really now? Yeah, like dark corners of rooms. There's something really... <laughs> I, I, I definitely have told you this before, but when I was younger, I woke up and I it was another location we were visiting family. So I woke up hmm. at, at their place and it was my first and only, and I hope ever, instance of sleep paralysis. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I woke up um, at dawn and it was light in the room and I was fully conscious, my conscience conscious hello i was fully conscious there you are. my eyes were open and i was looking around the room with my eyes but i i know i noticed like right away that i couldn't move my neck like i couldn't turn my neck mm. you know normally when you wake up you kind of sit up a little bit yeah or like stir just a little look yeah. at the time whatever well it was like i was pushing my body like my mind was using the force to move my limbs like that, that force that you just, you think about like it. Like Star and Wars, the force. Yeah. Got and it. you're able to lift your mm-hmm. limbs. Uh, but nothing, nothing would happen. Like I couldn't move at all. How old were you? Um, I wasn't that young. I was probably 13, 14. Oh. So I wasn't like a child. But um, that wasn't the scariest part. I did think I was paralyzed. Mm. And I had no idea like what happened. I thought maybe like something happened to my spine while I was sleeping. Oh, honey, that's so sad. Yeah. So, but these things like kind of flow through your mind and anybody who's listening that's had um, sleep paralysis will know. And they'll also know that there is a thing, there's an entity called the the sleep paralysis demon. Oh, yeah. 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 What did yours look like? Um, It looked like a figure with a kind of squared off body really tall okay. with horns oh and but it was it was completely shadow so it didn't okay, so there was no like real visual of it it was just like a, a dark form yeah but it had in my mind at least it had a, a shape mm-hmm. but it was yeah like a dark form and i was looking at it and i could feel it it wasn't moving toward me but i could feel it I could almost feel it look at me or... Oh, I hate that. Like, yeah. So I... Um, We're going to have to sage this place after this episode. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I, I laid, laid there for another couple seconds, which felt like an hour, mm-hmm. and was kind of panicking. And I was starting to, you know, hyperventilate, like breathe pretty heavily. Yeah, yeah. Like and panic. I remember um, just like trying really, really hard to move my body and I couldn't. And this, this shadow figure was still there? Yeah, at this point, I think I was more focused on being able to move my body, though, because I thought okay. I was never going to walk again. Yeah. If Seriously, I know it sounds ridiculous, but no, if anybody's had sleep paralysis, they know how scary it is. Um, but I remember being able to move my thumb just a little bit, my right thumb. And then finally, I was able to, after I realized I could move my thumb, was able to move my fingers. And then after that, uh, everything came back like, oh, almost okay. all at once. I was I lift both my arms up and I shot up, like sat up in bed mm. and immediately felt better because I realized, you know what what had happened but it was probably uh 10 seconds after waking up and it felt like an eternity it felt like an hour i've heard some really crazy stories about sleep paralysis and paralysis demons i have never had a sleep paralysis 
experience. I hope they never do because it's yeah. really terrifying. They say that it happens most often when you're in an environment that you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So that would make sense in my particular case. Mm -hmm. But I've stayed in so many hotels and so many, you know, different places. Yeah. And for some reason, I don't know the circumstances, but, but that morning in particular, one of the scariest, um, scarier than any nightmare you could have because you, you are fully aware that you are awake. Yeah. You're conscious. You're, you know, you're in the real world. You can look around. Um, very scary. Yeah. Oof. I do not like that. Um, if any of you have had any sleep paralysis or paralysis demon experiences, uh, feel free to send them to our email. We'd love to hear some of your stories. Uh, yeah, it's um, uh, Chronicles of Curiosity Podcast at gmail.com. Whole name. Simple enough. Straightforward. Mm -hmm. Hard to forget, I hope. Mm -hmm. One other anomaly of the Winchester Mansion is the floating lights. This was one of my favorite things to uh, research. I thought it was really, really interesting. So hopefully you feel the same. Uh, there have been sightings of strange floating lights which appear in the gardens or around the house, primarily during the early hours. Um, like of the morning. Mm -hmm. uh, some believe these lights may be caused by the spirits of former residents or workers that still have some kind of attachment to the house, which I like the sound of personally. I think that's kind of kind of warm. There's something heartwarming about that. Yeah, if they have some, if maybe they take pride in their work of the house. Yeah, on the house. I like that thought. That's a good one. Some researchers have speculated that the floating lights could be caused by a phenomenon known as piezoelectricity. This occurs when certain materials, such as crystals or ceramics, generate an electric charge in response to a mechanical stress or pressure. While there's no definitive scientific, scientific confirmation or explanation for this phenomenon, some has, have suggested that the extensive use of quartz and other piezoelectric materials throughout the mansion may have been the cause of the floating lights. Okay. I still think it's the little ghosty boys and girls and they thems. You know, honestly, even if it is this other phenomenon, it that's still pretty incredible mm -hmm. because it's not really explained. You know, maybe there's a natural explanation to it, but we don't know it yet. I like the ghost one better. Me too. Lastly, the most interesting possible apparition to have allegedly been sighted at the Winchester Mystery House is that of Sarah Winchester herself. Okay. It is said that Sally haunts the seance room specifically, as this is the room she was said to have used while connecting with the spirits. So it is likely to have a more um, intense or lasting connection with her. Some believe her to be a benevolent spirit that just watches over the house and protects it from harm, which I think is so cute and wholesome. Mm -hmm. Like, just little cozy little Sally Winchester old lady watching over, making sure everybody's being nice to her little, her massive property, I should say, not Lil. But others suggest she is a malevolent force seeking revenge on those who disturb her rest. Yes. I know, that sounded so metal in my head when I was <laughs> writing it out. Anyway, it said that she can be sitting at the table or walking around the room, the seance room. Some have reported feeling a cold breeze or a sense of unease as they enter the room. There have also been numerous reports of strange noises, such as footsteps or whispers being heard in the room. Oh. Now, here's the thing. Would you be more afraid... If you were in a place that you knew was spooky and you heard footsteps and nobody was walking around, it was just you guys, nobody else in the building or whispers, whispers, same. That was sure. my thought, but I wasn't sure what you were going to say. Definitely whispers. Yeah. Footsteps. My mind could be like, oh, it's a cat. Yeah. Just a cat. Yeah. There's a squirrel in the roof. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. No, but whispers? whispers. No, there's no explanation no. for whispers. And uh -uh. especially if it's like in your ear or like oh, right behind fuck. your head and you yeah. turn real quick and there's nothing i'm gonna do that to you in the middle of the night and see if you wake up you won't you're gonna you're no 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 i won't do you sleep or... yeah no i won't yeah so you can do it i don't wear earplugs so you're, look... you're getting you're not getting anywhere with me either you're just gonna look stupid if you do it but it'll make me chuckle and that's all that matters uh, yeah 
Many paranormal researchers or ghost hunters have visited the house over the years in an attempt to investigate and possibly capture some of the rumored paranormal events which had occurred there. One of the most famous investigations was one of our favorite disrespectful ghost hunters, yes, Zach, Zach Bagans of Zach Ghost B. Adventures. Yes. Bagel Bites, as, uh, and that's why we drink likes to call him. I'm in Christine. I don't actually know the origin of them calling him Bagel Bites, but I think it, something came about with them like not being allowed to say his name on the podcast or something like that because they slandered him so much. Oh, yeah. So now he's Bagel yeah. Bites. They besmirched, besmirched his name. Besmirched his name, well, yeah. Zachy B, I love you. So uh, I'm not gonna. <laughs> so during their investigation, uh, Zach and his team used a variety of paranormal investigation equipment, such as EVP, which stands for Electronic Voice Phenomenon Recorders, thermal imaging cameras, and electromagnetic field, also known as EMF, readers. They reported hearing strange noises, feeling unexplained cold spots, and even seeing some apparitions throughout their investigation. Hmm. Classic ghost adventures stuff. I vote we watch the episode after we record here. Yeah, absolutely. In conclusion, the Winchester Mystery House still remains to be one of the most intriguing and mysterious landmarks in United States history. It's definitely one I like to think about every so often and absolutely one I hope to visit someday. Yeah, it's bucket list for sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, If any of you have ever been to the Winchester Mystery House or have any fun little things to share regarding the story, your own little spooky sightings and stuff like that, um, we'd love to hear them. So leave us a comment or send a DM to our Instagram, which is Chronicles of Curiosity Podcast, or our email, as Mason mentioned before, Chronicles of Curiosity Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on TikTok where we have yet to post anything interesting. So if you have any ideas, send them our way. But our TikTok is Chronicles of Curiosity Pod. Uh, real quick, I just wanted to give some sources for where I got a lot of the info for today's story. Just to give some credit to those authors. Uh, the Winchester Mystery House official website, which is winchestermysteryhouse.com. Um, some articles from history.com, livescience.com. The book Captive of the Labyrinth by Mary Jo Ignofo. And an article from the San Jose News from 1897. That is all I have for you today. Excellent. I love it. Bil- uh, buildings are my favorite mystery su- sub-genre of the paranormal mm-hmm. world. Yeah, there's just something about a nice, juicy mansion that's haunted. Especially one like <laughs> Not this. Not very that's often so... you hear a mansion described as juicy. Yeah, that's so u- it's so unique, and mm-hmm. I can't believe it exists, but I'm glad it does. Yeah, me too. And I'd love too. to visit it. Yeah. Well, thank you all so much for joining us today. We hope you have a wonderful rest of your day, week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Have an enjoyable moment, whatever. Uh, We'll be back next week with another curious story for you all. Um, That's all. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.